Hello, welcome to the podcast series Conversations in Time, where longtime residents of St. Andrews share their histories with us. This episode, Alex interviews Don Forfar, a former Reeve of St. Andrews, who tells us about the beginning of his political career and the issues he faced during it. We hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Without further ado, Don Forfar. Well, my earliest memories of St. Andrews would be 1964. When I came here as a 14-year-old, I went to school here until I was 18 years old. So that'd be my earliest memories. Where were you, where were you, where's your family from originally? There's, they never left. They're in Dauphin. I went to a boys' school, North Sawkirk on Breezy Point Road, St. John's Boys' School. I'm one of the first. (laughs) Cool. So, going to school and like, kind of growing up here, what was the, what did you guys do recreationally? As children. Well, that was a school of only boys. Yeah. And um, they were into making men out of boys. So we did tough stuff. Um, canoeing, I canoed all over Canada, over 5,000 miles in high school. Uh, we snowshoed all over St. Andrews. Um, one of our runs was from uh, the school to, to Clanaboy, school to Lockport, school to Matlock. Uh, at the end of the, the the winter, we'd have a race from Matlock to Kildonan Park, 50 wow. miles, 50 miles, one day. Drop us off at 7 in the morning, and we'd be in Kildonan Park that night. Incredible. Uh, so after you finished kind of grade school, uh, what did you do then? What were your options for? Like, I went post-secondary? off to university. I went to Alberta. Oh, okay. Which university? Mount Royal. Okay. And then... So you finished university. Did you come back right away? I came back to Manitoba only because I got a job up in Leaf Rapids. And okay. actually, I came back because I had a degree in recreation administration, which I never, ever used. <laughs> um, and got a job in Leaf Rapids because I thought I was going to be their first rec director. And while I was waiting for the province to uh, start that job, I was working in the, the mines and ended up in HR. Wow. Unexpected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the number of us who go to university and get a degree and then get a job that has absolutely nothing to do with that is probably <laughs> pretty high. Um, so how did you end up back in St. Andrews then? Uh, well, I, I got married to a teacher who was teaching in Selkirk and uh, came back. Okay. And uh, couldn't find an HR job I wanted. And uh, so I bought a job and we had a store in Winnipeg Beach. So as a consequence, nice. I know the North End of St. Andrews really well. Yeah. So then, how did your political career start? Well, it started when I was a kid. From from junior high to high school, I was leader of the opposition in university. I was president of Phys Ed and Rec on student council. Um, so it was it was already there. Yeah. So uh, tell us then about the first kind of political position you had here in St. Andrews. First one I had was this Reeve. I was the last Reeve and the first mayor. Um, I was upset with uh, with the, the Reeve we had at the time, and uh, not upset enough to run against him, but upset enough to get my attention. Mm. And uh, and when it got my attention, I thought, I know I can do a better job. <laughs> uh, so I ran and won. So what was the process that first time before it switched over to being a mayoral position? What was the process of running for Reeve? Reeve and mayor, there's no difference. You know that, right? 
The legislation yeah. allows heads of council to call themselves either mayor, reeve, or head of council. Okay. Uh, traditionally, the villages and the towns and the cities were mayors and the rural municipalities were reeves. Uh, but that's changed over the last uh, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, so you say Paul now has a mayor. They were one of the first. Uh, West St. Paul, uh, especially the capital region. Actually, we were one of the holdouts. Yeah. Because uh, uh, having a reeve sort of made the municipality feel a little more rural. Mm -hmm. uh, and having a mayor made it feel a little more urban. Problem is, is so many people were moving into St. Andrews, especially 20 years ago. Yeah. The, the, the move has quietened down the last five years, but uh, but most of them were people from, coming from the city moving yeah. out, out here, and most of them didn't have a clue what a yeah. reeve was. My so. next door neighbor's actually, he used to be the reeve of East St. Paul back in the day. Yeah. Who's that? Huh? Who's that? Lawrence Don Morris? Melnick? Oh. Yeah. Um, so reeve and mayor are the same. It's the same job. Same Just job, same thing, same thing. Yeah. Uh, so what was the process of them running like that first time? Well, it was a challenge because uh, I knew I could beat the incumbent, um, but the former incumbent, Al Osterman, uh, also was running again. So, so and I begged him not to run. Well, no, because I knew that that he and I would split the vote that yeah. was against the current guy. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So, but he and I said to him, "You're going to be in third place. Uh, back off and, and let let the two of us go at it." Well, he didn't. He ran. And the good thing about that is it forced me to run harder. Mm -hmm. So what I did that the other two didn't do is I went door to door. And I knocked on probably three quarters of the doors in St. Andrews, which even then was a lot of doors. Um, and it had never been done. So, so two things happened out of that. One at one. At one. Uh, but two, you learn. Yeah. You learn a lot when you talk to thousands of people. Yeah. And... Uh, so yeah, I beat, I beat the incumbent and the former incumbent. It was only because I... I did something they didn't. They didn't knock on any doors. I yeah. did. The legwork. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So was it, is it like campaigning today where you had to, like, did you have, like, the posters and everything? Or was it all basically your your door-to-door -door going and speaking to people? It was primarily door-to-door. Um, I, I forget now. We did have a, a mail-out that we mailed to everybody. But I also had a door talker. And what that is is I just took a, heavyweight uh, paper uh, that you cut in three so you end up with a and then so what was that work out to a three and a half and by eight and a half uh, it was simple messages on both sides so if you're home I hung on to it and talked to you if you weren't home I slid it in your door so yeah. I missed you and then in the beginning of every day I would sign like hundred <laughs> of these things uh, so I, I, you know, sorry I missed you at dawn. Yeah. Uh, and I'd leave that at your door. Yeah. I didn't have time to come back, but at least you knew I was there. And you could talk to your neighbor who said, yeah, Don, I talked to him. He's great. I'm going to be voting for him. Yeah. So, so that's... Uh, are you willing to tell us a little bit without... You have to tell us, like, who the incumbent was, but what were some of the issues that you were kind of opposed to? Not that I was opposed, but uh, one of the ones that, that hit him the hardest was, at the time, is... Uh, First of all, St. Andrews didn't have nearly the, the, the amount of uh, paved and or chip sealed roads that we have now. So it was almost all gravel. Mm -hmm. And uh, the council, of, the, the Reeve and council of that day had got rid of dust control. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, well, that just freaked people out. So now you're knocking on doors in July and August, the elections in October, and they're gagging on dust. And, <laughs> and so 
So that was a big one. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah, I bet. Uh, so you won that election. And then yeah. so tell us about kind of your first term. Well, my first term was interesting because with seven members of council, six of us were all new. Had never been on council. Do you remember uh, about what year was this? 1998. 1998. Of course I remember. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old, but not that bad. So you were all, you were basically all new. All but one. Yeah. Yeah. And only because nobody challenged him because he would have been toast too. And they, because mm. people were not happy with that council. Yeah. Um, so he was the only one left over from the old. Correct. Uh, right. Yeah. So what were some of the, what were some of the big challenges of being a basically all new kind of group of counselors and Ryu? I don't know that there's big challenges. I mean, I've been lucky because I've been involved in, uh, first of all, as a volunteer, I, I've chaired just about everything, it seems like. So I, so I know how to run a meeting. Uh, being on student council and all that, I totally knew how to run a meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so taking over the chair was easy. In fact, looking back at my predecessors, I did a really good job of it. Um, and a lot of the council was professional. I mean, at the time I had two teachers. I, in fact, Elmer, who you've already talked to, at the time was, uh, he just retired as assistant superintendent of schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had another retired teacher. I had uh, a retired uh, guy who still worked at the planning board. So mm-hmm. there, there's a, first of all, we were a lot younger. B, we were professional and edu- in many cases educated. Um, relative to the other council, much more educated and much, much more younger. Yeah. Uh, so it was a fairly easy transition. And, and I'm a reader. Um, so I had done, prior to the election, I'd gone to not only St. Andrews Council meetings, but other councils. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also, as soon as I got elected, I went back and read probably about four or five years of all the council meetings. Wow. Um, well, just to get the flavor of yeah. what's going on. And, and it's amazing how things recycle themselves. And, yeah. and people who make presentations to council recycle themselves. <laughs> and issues recycle themselves. Um, so, so... Yeah, so started off by getting a quick education. Yeah. So how was the, uh, that first term, how was the response from the res- from the residents? Was it like mostly positive? Yeah, I got myself in hot water fairly quickly. Well, only because the feds were getting rid of airports all across Canada, uh, including St. Andrews. And then you had like the sort of Damocles hanging over your head and it was money. And then every year, another few hundred thousand dropped off the table. So I'll like, hurry up and sign now. So we did, we've got, I think we get 700 thumb thou. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but the feds lied to you. They told us that uh, they'd been subsidized in the airport for a quarter of a million dollars a year. So if you do the math, that gets us through three years. Yeah. Until we figure it out. Well, it turned out it wasn't a quarter of a million a year because the lie is, they used to give themselves all sorts of stuff that they never charged themselves for, like bookkeeping, auditing, engineering, legal, yeah. uh, billing, all that stuff yeah. was done internally. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you own an airport and you've got to pay for that stuff. Yeah. So so the loss was probably closer to 400000 a year than a quarter of a million a year. Yeah. Uh, but as you can see, we got it started out and the airport's done well. Yeah. Uh, but that was a challenge. And shortly after we took over the airport, um, we'd had a change of provincial government and uh, the premier of the day, Gary Dewar, had decided that they were going to, initially they were going to license six. We only actually ever did two or three at the time. 
uh, First Nations casinos. Mm -hmm. And Pegasus approached, uh, approached us, and they wanted to uh, buy uh, 10 acres of St. Andrews Airport. And uh, we agreed, in principle, to sell them 10 acres for a dollar. Uh, what I wanted was was the money that that would come with it. The airport fees would would, would, would have been close to half a million bucks a year. Mm -hmm. uh, the taxes for the RM would have been like another half a million bucks a year. Because not only did they want to put in a casino, they want to put in a hundred and twenty or whatever, hundred some room hotel. Yeah. So it may not sound like lots, but a million bucks a year for yeah. uh, RM, especially at that time, our our revenues, our taxes were probably about seven eight million a year. Mm -hmm. So a million onto seven or eight is, is a big yeah. jump. So the proposed uh, casino hotel would have been about the size of uh, South Beach. The one bigger. that got bigger. Bigger. Yeah. Bigger. It would have been a nice setup though. Airport. Yep. Casino hotel. That was the whole idea. Yep. And then First Nations tourism, they want to be able to have yeah. Americans come in, stay at the airport, do some gambling, then fly north, go fishing, whatever. Yeah. That was their whole idea. And I was focused on money while people freaked out. Totally freaked out. As, as you can imagine, those who live closest to the airport were the most freaked, and then the farther away you got, uh, the, the turning point was around Lockport. North of Lockport, everybody thought it was a great idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they uh, live far enough away. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I dealt with it the only way I knew how, and that was yeah. door to door. I went in, right into the eye of the storm, and I started the doors right beside the airport. And the irony of it is, or I shouldn't say irony, but the upshot is, A, we, oh yeah, you don't want to, you don't want a casino. We, we never did do it. Yeah. Uh, but, but because I had the jam and go to talk to people on their doorstep and living rooms and told them, explain why we wanted to do what we did. And even though they may not have agreed, they at least appreciate A, that you had the jam to come and talk to them about yeah. it. And B, that you had really decent reasons for wanting to do it. Yeah. And four years later, they all voted for me. Like, man, I really won that election. That yeah. Was, that was my best election. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Takes a lot of nerve to go in and face that potential flock from people. And so what was their biggest, what was their biggest concern with that casino project? Depended who you talked to. Yeah. Some were against casinos and gambling and all that. And let's face it, there's racist people in this world. And, yeah. and uh, what they never realized is how many Aboriginal people live in St. Andrews. Already? Somebody checked the demographics. We've got a huge Aboriginal population in St. Andrews, yeah. even today. Yeah. Uh, like lots. Uh, and, and I've worked uh, in the Aboriginal community for 26 years. So, yeah. so, so. Yeah, this idea that they're not, the, the false idea that they're not already living here. Mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So you're then, you're, your first... Uh, election then defending like as the incumbent how did how did that go it went really well because because i had four years behind me now there's only two of us running the incumbent that i beat now he's ticked and he's running again oh he came back he came back and oh. tried again and then <laughs> sounds like i'm arrogant but he made the mistake he now went door to door uh, <laughs> and he doesn't try do, your strategy and he doesn't do door to door very well and if you've <laughs> interviewed him you'll see why um I'm not knocking him. It just it's yeah. not it's not what he's comfortable with. Fair. And uh, so the best thing that could happen to me is if he was at your door last night and I'm there tonight. Uh, <laughs> so now I beat the heck out of him the second time. Yeah. Um, so what were some of the like what were some of the big platform issues that election? <sighs> well, again, St. Andrews is like a patchwork quilt of communities. I yeah. mean, it's 
you go to St. Andrews or to Lockport or to Cloverdale or to Matlock or to Gim, because uh, I know the border is Gimli. Yeah. Uh, it, it changes as you move around. Yeah. And and uh, I always tell people if I'd known that I was going to spend 16 years focused on floods and sewer, I, I don't know <laughs> that I would have done it. Um, so those I, are the big issues of the day. I spent 16 years focused on floods and sewers. Yeah. Um, but out of that came the Amphibex ice cutting program. Um, and out of that, uh, the last two things that happened when I was mayor was uh, about uh, two weeks before I left office in October of 2014. Uh, James Bazan stood there announcing uh, the first of uh, $6 million of the $16 million that the RM ended up getting for sewer. And a week before I left office, I had an MOU signed by the city of Winnipeg for us to hook up to, to Winnipeg sewer. Okay. So it took 16 years to, to get that all together. But you got it done. Yeah. So what is the, um, you mentioned the ice cutting project. So that, like I know that that's something that they do every year now on the river, but mm. they didn't always do that. We literally invented it. Yeah. We actually invented the ice cutters. Uh, yeah, we had different uh, prototypes and different, yeah, it's it was neat, that process. So they were invented, like, in Manitoba. They were invented right here. Right here in St. Andrews. You got it. That's neat. So do they use them other places now? Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so when you when you decided to to leave office, was it... Like, did you just decide to retire, or...? Well, I was almost 65. I had done it for 16 years. I could see the writing on the wall. Uh, Pike had run against me the, the my last election, and he almost beat me. I only won by, like, 66 votes or something like that. So I knew, you know, and to be blunt, I'd rather have left on my own terms than get punted out of office. Um, so that, that was part of it. And partly it was just it was time. Yeah. I mean, I knew I was going to miss it, and I still miss it. I, I, I love being the mayor. Uh, and I also represented Manitoba on FCM, Federation of Canadian Spellies. Uh, Manitoba has three elected reps on our national board, and, and I did that for the last six years I was in office. And I, so now i got friends all over Canada that I don't see anymore, and I, and I really love both, both occupations. Yeah, that's incredible. So do you have any, like... 16 years as mayor, do you have any stories that kind of stick out as being like ones that, you know, thinking back on that time that just kind of like pop out? I don't know about that. I guess a couple of stories. It's amazing. Ice cutting in amphibexes. When we first, first got the first amphibex, uh, those we didn't invent. Uh, those came from uh, Quebec. And... Uh, Terrebon, Quebec is where, where they were built. And uh, we had uh, use of a used one. Mm -hmm. And then the company brought it out to Manitoba and we went out there and broke, uh, broke some ice with it. And, uh, and uh, where we were smart is we invited the media out. And I don't know if you've seen those amphibexes, but they're so unusual. They're uh, very strange looking. And, and, and I just... <laughs> And, and I mean, and I hate to sound cynical, but the media, it worked out perfectly because if you need a rural story and they like to get one every day, right? Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter if it's the free press or CBC <laughs> or CTV they, yeah. they, or global, they want their rural story. 
so they could go whistling out to Breezy Point and yeah. be out of, 45 minutes out of the office, you're, you're, you've got your <laughs> rural story. And then what we did is not only did we have the amphibexes, we let the media crawl over them mm. and actually stand on them while we're bright, breaking ice and that. Yeah. So they just went nuts. They loved yeah. it. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. So if the media loves it, the premier loves it, right? Yeah. So, so it didn't take us too long to get uh, money from the province uh, towards buying it. Uh, the three municipalities put money into it, St. Clement, St. Andrews, and Southwark. And, uh, and the feds, that's another story, I won't knock the feds, but Reg Alcock blew that one. And, and they dorked us around for so long. And finally, um, the folks who owned the Ampibex, and it was stored all that time at St. Andrews Airport for like months and months and months, because we used that in the spring and now it's fall. Yeah. Um, it's still parked at the airport. And they're they're waiting for an answer and go back. So they came to get it, and that's when the premier of the province said, "You know, we'll put in the Fed share." So we ended up buying it. Oh, okay. And after that, the province and the premier, Gary Gruden, loved it. <laughs> uh, um, ended up buying a couple more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Neat. Um, so if there's nothing else, I think that's about it. Sure. That was a great. You know, a great timeline. It goes, kind of intersects really well with our interview with Elmer and with uh, George Pike. So, well, Elmer was, as you know, one of my counselors. He got elected at the same time as I. We were, he was, he and I were part of that new council. Mm -hmm. But I'd known Elmer for quite a few years. Uh, to that. Uh, do you remember Elmer mentioned uh, kind of the issues surrounding building the uh, arena in in St. Andrews there? Yeah, that predates me, and it's that was before you. And it's, well, that and, and it's so Saint Andrews. Yeah. Um, if you look back in the history, I don't know when the last one was, but I was the the Reeve mayor from the north. Mm -hmm. North Saint Andrews hasn't had any or many mayors or Reeves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was always seen as the guy from the north. Yeah. I live here. This is where I live. Mm -hmm. um, All right. Well, that is great. Uh, so with that, I guess we will conclude. Thank you so much for speaking to us.